What's up, everybody? This is your boy, J.E., Jonathan Evans. Call me whatever you want. I just wanted to come back and get back into Joshua and talk about now is the time, which we've been talking about, or we will be talking about the rest of our time together this month. And we talked about last time, now being your moment, now being my moment, no longer procrastinating and riding the coattail of other people's relationship with God, but actually deciding that I want to know for myself. I want to experience God for myself. I want another level of experience of God for myself. I no longer want to just sit in the pew and watch other people be dynamic for the kingdom of God. But I want to be able to leave the pew and people say, hey man, that person, that woman, that man, they're on fire. I I can look at their life and ride their coattail for a while until I recognize for myself that I need to have my now moment. If we can have more Christians having their now moment with God, putting themselves in positions where they're prepared, we can definitely make a stronger dent in the culture than we're currently making, and even in our personal lives. And so as we look at Joshua chapter 1, just three verses, 1, 2, and 3, I'm asking myself the question. I'm asking you the question. I've asked the Cowboys this question as being their chaplain and, and talking about when are you going to no longer just be satisfied with making big plays in the game uh, on the field when God has called you to make big plays in life. And so that's what we all want to do. We all want to have our now moment. And we looked at the first verse of Joshua. We looked at it and we just talked about what it says. The first word opening up his book says now. And hopefully, as we live our lives, we're writing a book. We're writing a story. Every step that we take is the pen going to the paper and describing our lives and what we did. And and one day we will be history. And hopefully people can look back at our lives and see that the first word of our book is now. Now it came about that this person and that person had an experience with God that we can learn from as we're learning from Joshua. The first verse again says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua. That's very important that Joshua is hearing God's voice for himself. I told you in my life, I mean, I always heard God's voice from my dad. I mean, we'd sit around the table and my dad would would preach to us. And you know how hard it is to lead your family at the table. I'm trying to do that now with an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. Here I am pulling out the Bible. I'm opening it up. I'm trying to read a few verses, have Bible study while they're throwing food in my face. I'm sure it was the same thing uh, for my dad. You know, we're sitting around cracking jokes, and here he is getting a word from the Lord and trying to pass it to us. And, and we're, we're throwing food and, and we're making jokes and all of those different things. But we, we never forget that time because we remember those things that God spoke to us through uh, my father. But now it's my turn to speak to my kids and have a word that comes to me from God so that I can give it to other people. You see, my father had to pass the baton to somebody. And so at some point we had to say, now is the time. Now is the time to grow up. Now is the time to spiritually develop and mature. Now is the time for me in my own personal life and for you and yours to hear a word from God, to grab an experience with God for yourself, to get a testimony that you can pass to other people who are under the sphere of your influence so that you can lead them, as we'll discover this month, across their Jordan of their purpose. And so God is raising us up, and he wants you to discover that your time is now. He wants you to discover 
the purpose and destiny. He wants me to discover that as well. And I feel like this month we can discover that together. But we can't procrastinate. We can't put God off till later. We can't put God off on other people who it seems like they're, that's their job description to, to be godly. It's all of our job description to be godly, and it's all of our job description to pass that on and make disciples, as Matthew 28 says. But here in the verse, in verse 1, when did Joshua's time come? Joshua's time came after the death of Moses. You look at that. That it was after the death of Moses that Joshua experienced his now. When I read that and when I thought about that, I thought about my own life situations and circumstances and thought about what in my life has to die in order for me to experience my call. That what in my life is living that's actually keeping me from living. That there are things that may be blocking me and stopping me or in my way or obstacles that are actually stopping me from crossing the Jordan of my purpose and destiny. And I'll ask you the same question that I asked myself when I read that first verse of Joshua chapter one. Is there anything in your life that's still alive that's keeping you from living the life that God is calling you to? Is there anything that actually needs to be put to rest in order for you to live to God? What may be stopping you and being a hurdle that you haven't been able to jump over or overcome to experience God's purposes in your life. There's many things. And for me, um, uh, it was actually my love for football was greater than my love for God. I was actually chasing after football instead of chasing after God. I put God on the back burner because football was on the front burner. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that I use God as a catalyst to get me to the NFL, to give me the career that I wanted, to to make sure that I used him for the purposes that I saw for myself, but I never made God my purpose. I never made God my pursuit. I never made God my chase. And it was actually football that had to be put to rest in order for me to live to my true purpose. But that was a hard thing for me because football was not a bad thing. It was a good thing. Notice that Moses was actually a good thing. Moses was something that was put to rest or someone that was put to rest that was actually a positive for the people of Israel. Normally, when we think about things that need to die or think about things that need to be put to rest in our lives, we normally go to sins. We normally go to, well, there's definitely these bad decisions that I've made that I need to stop making. Well, I I definitely need to get away from these substances or I definitely need to get away from these different addictions or I definitely need to stop from doing this or doing that. And while that may be true, that doesn't necessarily come to bear in the particular context that we're dealing with. Because Moses was the thing in Joshua's life that got put to rest in order for Joshua to experience God's call on his life. And Moses was a fantastic thing. Moses was the was the one who got the people out of Egypt. Moses was the one who led them through the wilderness. Uh, and it goes on and on. You know the story. Moses was great for the people of Israel. But Moses, even though he was great, still had to be put to rest in order for Joshua to experience his call. And that tells me something simple. It's not always bad things that have to be put to rest. Sometimes it's great things that have to be put to rest. Why is that? Because even though they may have been great for where you were, or may even be great for where you are, they are not great for where you're going. Notice in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 52, Moses was going to be able to see the promised land, but he was not going to be able to go into the promised land. 
But the people had a promise. The people were supposed to go to the promised land. They were supposed to cross the Jordan. So if they kept holding on to Moses, they would still be stuck on the wrong side of the Jordan. That even though Moses was great for where they've been, and even though Moses was great for the present moment, he would not be great for where they're going. That in order for them to continue to move forward and discover the destiny and purposes for their lives that God had set out in front of them, they would have to allow something great to be put to rest behind them. What are the great things in your life, in your past and in your present, that may have been put to rest or or should be put to rest in order for you to actually move forward? That that thing is great, but it just can't go where God is taking you. For some people, it may be a career where you feel the Spirit of God pushing you forward to something different, but that means you would have to give up something that's currently great. It means that you would have to lose that salary, lose those benefits, lose all of those different things that you have become attached to and comfortable with in order to experience the great thing that God has in front of you. And you really don't even know how great it is because of where you are. All you know is where you are is great, but you know that God is pushing you further. But until you let go of that thing, you will not experience the real thing that God wants you to experience on the other side of that Jordan. Maybe for you, it's a person. It could be a person in your life that was great for where you are. They may have been great for where you've been, but they're not great for where you're going. They're they're maybe blocking you from developing spiritually. They're blocking you from hearing God's voice in your life. And it could be a friendship. It could be a coworker. It could be a dating relationship. There's these different relationships and people in our life where we may have to say, I love you, but I just can't take you. And those are the hardest things that we have to deal with when we have to put someone or a situation, circumstance, career to rest in order to experience what God wants us to experience in our life. I mean, for me, it was it was football. I keep going back to that, that that had to actually be put to rest in order to become the best chaplain that I could be that I currently am. That crossing that Jordan had to do with me putting something that I love uh, to rest. And that caused great mourning. Um, when Moses was put to rest, there was great mourning. It says that they, the people of Israel actually mourned for 30 days. It was customary in Israel to only mourn for seven, but Moses was so great that it just called for an exaggerated time of mourning, that they just couldn't get over it, that the time was extended where they cried and they wept over this great thing that was lost uh, in their life. And many people out there that are listening to this podcast, you've lost some great things. You've lost people, and I sympathize with that. You've lost careers. Uh, You've lost situations and circumstances that you've loved, that you've grown connected to. And while I sympathize with those things, there's also those stories where if you wouldn't have lost that career, if you wouldn't have lost those situations and circumstances that you've grown comfortable with, you wouldn't have experienced God's greatness in a greater way. You wouldn't have crossed the Jordan into the destiny and purpose that God currently has you in. And so there may be a great time of mourning as there was for the people of Israel and even for Joshua. But let me say this as I conclude our time together, that a monumental time of mourning is only a precursor for a monumental time of calling. That when you experience those times of mourning, it's only because God wants to take you to a monumental time of calling. He wants to show you that there is a Jordan that he wants you to cross and a promised land that he wants you to experience. So continue to be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord and know that your toil, your strain, your mourning 
it will not go in vain. I'm Jonathan Evans. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, I'll see you. didn't take the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win. But he did win. Born again. Free from sin. Live again. Fear no man. Salvation. But it's time for you to start causing color jaywalking.